Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. With working from home and trying to stay in touch with friends and family, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to always be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. My moment to chill is watching baseball, especially when the White Sox are on. I like to have a Coors Light beside me. It's a great beer to have watching the games as it's cool and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. And even the mountains on my cans turn blue telling me that it's time to hit reset. Sit back, relax, and hunker down for an evening of White Sox baseball. So when it's time for you to unwind, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate responsibly. When your entire life is online, you need more than just speed from your internet. Xfinity gives you reliable in-home Wi-Fi coverage, plus protection from Wi-Fi network threats. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Good morning, White Sox fans. I'm Jim Margulis, and this is your White Sox wake-up call for September 12, 2018. The White Sox made it a little too interesting for the Royals in the ninth on Tuesday night, but lying dormant for the first eight innings cost them as they lost their seventh consecutive game, 6-3. The Sox were down 6-1 with two outs and nobody on in the ninth, and the game ended with the go-ahead run at the plate. Rick Renteria went to the bench against rookie Jake Newberry, and pinch-hitting Ryan Lamar singled to keep the game alive. He moved to second on a walk and scored on a Tim Anderson single. Ned Yost then cracked the emergency glass for closer Willie Peralta, but he didn't help matters. He walked Adam Engel on five pitches to load the bases, and Yohan Mankata represented the game-tying slam. Mankata drew a seven-pitch walk instead, making it a three-run game and putting the tying run on base. Up came Yolmer Sanchez, but unfortunately, Peralta got Sanchez to pop up a curveball, and shortstop Adalberto Mondesi caught it to end the game. Until the ninth, the story was going to be the return of Nate Jones, who filled up the strike zone with high 90s heat during his first Major League action since June 12th. He entered in the seventh inning and got a couple of two-pitch groundouts, but Mondesi's nubber was good for an infield single to extend the inning. No worries. Jones struck out Alex Gordon on three pitches, the last two of which were perfect sliders. That was it for the feel-good stories. Dylan Covey showed why Michael Kopech took his spot in the rotation. In his first start since Kopech tore his UCL, Covey had his usual problems from the third inning onward. The Royals scored three runs in the third when they were playing for one, what Merrifield drove in one run with a single, and his second run scored on a squeeze-bunt single, with Wellington Castillo's throwing error allowing Merrifield to get to third. He scored on a sack fly. A leadoff triple and a double made it 4-0 in the 4th, and Ryan Burr allowed a pair of inherited runners to score in the 5th. He came in with one out and runners on 1st and 2nd, and gave up an easy double steal. Hunter Dozier then knocked in both runs with a single through the drawn in infield, and that was the ball game. Dozier was a pain in the neck for the White Sox on both sides of the ball, as he made a handful of fine plays, including a stab and a hot shot by Adam Engel that saved a pair of runs in the 2nd inning. 
The Sox scored an inning later, but that was because Mondesi underestimated Avi Garcia's speed, taking too much time after gloving a grounder to his right. Sanchez scored on the play to give the Sox a 1-0 lead, but Brad Keller shut the Sox down afterward. He allowed just a double, four singles, and two walks over seven innings, striking out six, but more impressively, yielding 13 grounders to just one flyout. Along with not hitting, the Sox position players had an uneven game defensively as well. The Royals stole four bases on the Sox, although one was because Tim Anderson lost control of the ball, applying the tag to Merrifield. Daniel Palka also played a double into a triple by being very conservative on a ball that rattled around the corner. On the bright side, Palka made a leaping catch on the warning track, Nicky Delmonico made a great sliding catch into the sidewall, and Sanchez kept a run off the board with the play behind third base. Jose Abreu and Tim Anderson also teamed up for a smooth 3-6-3 double play. I'd say the offense was the bigger problem, and it's been that way for a while. They've scored just 16 runs over the 7-game skid, with no more than 3 in a game. The Sox will try to avoid the sweep tonight at Kauffman Stadium as they close out the season series with the Royals. They have the advantage on paper, as it's Carlos Rodon against Eric Skoglund. That assumes that Rodon can find the strike zone after massive control problems his last time out. Skoglund is making his first start for the Royals since late May. He shut down the Sox in late April with his best start of the season, throwing seven one-run innings. It lowered his ERA to 6.23, and it remained there over the course of the next month, which is why he lost his job. First pitch is at 7.15 p.m. Central on NBC Sports Chicago. Down on the farm, the Great Falls Voyagers are the last active affiliate, and that's underselling it a little bit. They're now one win away from the Pioneer League Championship after beating Grand Junction in Game 1, 12-9. Bryce Bush hit a three-run homer in the first, and 22nd round pick Ryan Fitzpatrick had a two-homer game. The offensive outburst covered for Jason Billis, who retired just one of the five batters he faced to start the game. He walked the other four and threw only nine of 27 pitches for strikes. Today is a travel day, with the rest of the series to be played in Great Falls on Thursday and Friday if necessary. Around the league, the Angels attempted to ride an opener to a no-hitter against the Rangers, but it ended with one out in the eighth. Thank goodness. For one, combined no-hitters are always kind of lame, and it's more so when six pitchers handled the first seven innings. On to the playoff races, the Boston Red Sox became the first team to clinch a playoff berth. They picked up victory number 99 with a 7-2 win over Toronto. And speaking of nines, that's also their magic number over the Yankees. The Indians lowered their magic number in the AL Central to 3, thanks to a Shane Bieber-led shutout of the Rays to nothing. In the American League's tightest race, the Astros maintained their three-game lead with a 5-4 victory over Detroit, while the A's beat Baltimore 3-2. In the National League, the Cubs picked up a much-needed victory over the Brewers, thanks to 6-2 shutout innings from old friend Jose Quintana. The Cubs won 3-0 to extend their NL Central lead to two games, and Quintana is now 13-9 with a 3.97 ERA this season. Milwaukee lost ground on both division rivals, as the Cardinals clobbered the Pirates 11-5 to pull within one and a half games of Milwaukee for the first wildcard spot. The Rockies lost to Arizona, but still lead the Dodgers by one and a half games, because LA lost to the Reds 3-1. Here's a stunning number. The Dodgers are now 0-6 against the last place Reds this season. The Diamondbacks lurk a game behind Los Angeles in third place. In the NL East, the Braves picked up their fourth straight win with a 4-1 victory over the Giants, with Mike Fultonavich going the distance. The Braves now hold a six-and-a-half game lead over the fading Phillies, who were swept by the Nationals in a doubleheader. The second game was especially painful, as a bases-loaded two-out walk tied the game, and Juan Soto won it with a solo shot in the tenth. That'll do it for this edition of the White Sox Wake-Up Call. 
Head to SoxMachine.com to join the discussion and tune in tonight after the game for Sox Machine Live. If you're new to the Sox Machine podcast, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google's podcast app. And if you're feeling generous, you can support everything Sox Machine at patreon.com slash Machine. Thanks for listening to the Sox Machine podcast. For SoxMachine.com, I'm Jim Margulis. When you rely on the internet for everything, you need speed that can handle anything. Xfinity delivers Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Gig Wi-Fi requires gig speed and compatible X-Fi gateway. Actual speeds vary, not guaranteed.